Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Hey guys, here today to do a really special podcast that I'm calling This One's for the Boys. And this is an episode that I would love for you to share with your husbands, your partners, or etc. Because while I spent a lot of time helping women understand menopause, I think it's really important that we help men understand menopause and the hormonal changes that go along with menopause. Very commonly in my office, I see patients really distressed about the way that menopause has affected their relationships. And there's no relationship that's more important than your marriage or your long-term partner, especially when you live together, and especially when one of you is going through a lot of changes. This could even be same-sex partners if one of you is going through menopause and one of you isn't yet. So this whole episode is really about what your partner needs to know about menopause. I'm calling it this one's for the boys just because men don't really go through menopause, and so there's a lot that they won't understand. So I'm going to do 10 things that men should know about menopause. If you're a dude and you're listening in, thumbs up. This is going to be really helpful. and That's why I want to do this podcast. I want you to know that there's many other men who are facing similar situations with their spouses and that your wife is not alone and hopefully she's seeking help in some ways, either by finding a doctor or maybe it's even just this podcast. That would be totally cool if it was. So first thing to know is number one, I want you to educate yourself. There's no better way to educate yourself than listening to this podcast. I know I keep plugging that, but that's because it's going to be pretty informative. There's lots of information on my website, which is heatherhirschmd.com. And I also really like speakingofwomenshealth.com. There's lots of other chat rooms and support groups, but I've gone on those as well. And I'm not sure if all the information is always accurate. So educate yourself. There's lots of books out there that I really like. There's the Cleveland Clinic Guide to Menopause. There's many menopause books that are on the shelves. Now, I know what you're thinking, and I know the answer. You're probably not going to go to your closest Barnes & Noble and buy a 300-page menopause book and read it from cover to cover. Maybe you will, but the majority of you won't. So even just listening to this or listening to your wife about what she has learned will help you to educate yourself. Because if you know what she's going to go through, and if you know that this is a physiologic and normal response to changing hormone levels, you're going to hopefully be more understanding in what she's going through. The more understanding you are, the easier this transition and these changes will be for you and your wife. And I want you to have a long lasting relationship and a long marriage. So understanding what both of you is going through is really helpful. I always tell my female patients that men, y'all have the same steady sex hormones your whole life. Women, our hormones go up and down every month, and then in perimenopause, they go wonky, and then in menopause, they crash and burn. So it's it's kind of not fair. It's kind of, kind of not exactly uh, the same for both sexes. So educating yourself, super key. Okay, on to number two. This one is most arguably maybe the most important, but I didn't want to start with this one. Number two is understand the changes in sex and intimacy between you and your partner and the physiologic changes in your partner. 
This is what I tell my patients on a daily basis. At menopause, you lose all your eggs and therefore you can't get pregnant again. Now, the purpose of the sex drive is to reproduce. And after you've had your children, or maybe you haven't had children, but you've gone through menopause and you no longer can reproduce, you're not going to seek that out like you do food, water, and shelter. You're just not. Now, on top of that, there can be some changes in the vagina. I know, I'm going to say it. There can be dryness and pain with intercourse in the vagina, and this has nothing to do with you. This is the physiologic changes of the loss of estrogen in the vagina. So if you think about those two things, number one, you don't have the drive like you used to, and number two, it's painful. Your wife is, or your partner is not going to be really motivated to engage in that activity, or maybe if she is, not as much as before. She's already had her children. Now, men, they're always trying to get pregnant. They're never going to get pregnant and they never lose their testosterone. So naturally, there can be a shift and there can be a change in the desire for intercourse. A lot of women come in super distressed saying they feel so bad for their husband. They feel so guilty about it. And the thing is, is some partners don't understand. This doesn't mean they're not interested in you. A lot of my patients will say, my husband is a hunk and he's super sexy and I really love him and I love cuddling and I love kissing. But when it comes to intercourse, sometimes it hurts. I'd rather just watch TV. I'd rather read a book or I'd rather just go to sleep. That doesn't mean she doesn't love you. And that doesn't mean she's not interested. If you can understand that physiologic change, this is really important. Most of the time, I can help improve or other physicians can help improve the vaginal dryness. So it's not so painful. If it's painful, again, no real reason you'd want to engage in that activity. There's lots of medications that we can use so that it's not as painful if your partner is interested. But because of that change, that physiologic basis, she's not going to maybe seek it out like she did before. She probably isn't going to be the initiator. And you have to understand that that's okay. That doesn't mean that she doesn't want to have sex with you. That doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Do you have to initiate a little bit more? Maybe you do. But if you can understand that it's not just her, this happens to most women in menopause. If you understand that concept, give them a little bit of leeway, you know, let them know that they're still loved and that these changes are okay because she wants to stay married to you indefinitely. She doesn't want you to leave. She doesn't want you to find a new partner. She doesn't want to leave or find a new partner or et cetera. So make sure you understand that there's significant changes in sex and intimacy and they really need to be taken in context. Okay. Number three, try not to put pressure on your partner. Don't put pressure on her to seek treatment at the time when she's not ready. Don't put pressure on her to have intercourse if she's not ready. Don't put any type of pressure on her. Each menopause is totally different. She might act different than your sisters or your mother, and everyone's going to go through this change a little differently. Some women a little bit younger, some women a little bit older. Perimenopause, which is the time leading up to menopause, can be short or it can be long. And just don't put any pressure on your partner because this is something that she is going to want and need to do on her own and on her own time. Hopefully she can find a NAMS provider, which is North American menopause practitioner who is really knowledgeable and educated about counseling about menopause because not one size for menopause fits all. That's part of educating yourself on menopause. 
Next, ask her what she needs. Maybe she needs some space. Maybe she doesn't want to talk at the end of the night because she's been having hot flashes and struggling all during the day. Maybe she needs to sleep in another bed. I know this is a hard one for people. I'll tell my patients, if you're having a lot of trouble sleeping and your husband's snoring and the dog's jumping on the bed, go to another room. And they'll say, my husband will think that that is really intrusive or that that's being you know, really harsh. You know, it's fine. I can sleep only a couple hours and toss and turn if he's snoring. If she needs to go into another room for some time just to get some sleep and that's what she needs, let her do that. It's not because she doesn't love you or she doesn't want to sleep next to you. It's simply because she still has to be really functional and go to work. And if she's not sleeping, that's decreasing her lifespan and that's decreasing the amount of time you guys have together. You're not spending time together while you're sleeping. It is really intimate. I get it. I like to sleep with my partner too. But if she needs to sleep alone for a little bit, give her that freedom to do so. She might need to keep the room really cold, like really cold. I tell my patients to keep the room at 65 degrees. If that's too cold for you, throw some blankets on, some socks, etc. If she needs a fan or white noise in the room, do that. One thing that can help women a lot is to take the TV out of the bedroom. I'll say that again. Take the TV out of the bedroom. This can really help with sleep. And while that may be really hard for you, just watch TV in your other room. This will probably help you and your sleep hygiene as well. She might need some time with her friends. She might need some time to scroll on the internet see what other people are saying about menopause. She might need to call her mother and call her family and call her sisters to see how their menopause was because that can play a role in her menopause. So ask her what she needs. Number five, accept some new changes. So we talked about the big one, which might be changes in intimacy and sex. Accept those changes because They're coming for both of you, and the better you do with it together, the better overall this will probably be for your marriage and for your long-term relationship. Perhaps she has a little bit of more anger or hostility or irritability. Try not to take it personally, although that's, that's really hard. But if you notice these changes, try not to snap back at her. Try not to make the situation worse. Try to understand that Really, there's a physiologic basis. The change in hormone levels, the change in drastic drop in sex hormones can be a really trying couple of years. Imagine if you lost all your sex hormones. See, unfortunately, men, you won't have to do that. But it's probably not going to be very fun. So try to accept some of the new changes. Maybe she doesn't like to drink alcohol anymore. That's a big one I hear. Alcohol tends to trigger hot flashes. So if you're a very social couple, but all of a sudden she doesn't want to be around alcohol, let that be okay. Perhaps she's a little bit more tearful. My patients will say all of a sudden they'll start crying at a McDonald's commercial. And if she wants to cry, let that be okay. It doesn't mean that she necessarily thinks that that dog is so cute she needs to go out and buy one. But whatever it is, sometimes having some more emotions than the usual baseline is okay. Those changes should be accepted. 
Sometimes women also have or experience a lot of what we call brain fog in the office around menopause. And brain fog really kind of just means trouble with memory or recall. My patients will tell me, my kids and my husband think I'm absolutely crazy. They think I'm, you know, senile and demented. I, I can't remember anything. I used to be so on top of things at the house. Now I can't remember anything anymore. And they all kind of make fun of me for it. Well, don't make fun of her for it. Those are also physiologic changes. And noticing that the change in memory or recall is an issue isn't something you should make fun of, but maybe something that if your spouse comes to you and asks you, what are some things that you're seeing and changes in me? It's something you might want to list, but not something you want to pick on or harp on. And you might just want to accept that. Number six, encourage her to seek proper treatment for her symptoms. And again, something that you can do is look for a NAMS provider in your area. There is a website for the North American Menopause Society that you can go to. Just Google North American Menopause Society. There's a section where you can click providers. You simply type in your area code. Hopefully there is a provider in your area. If there's not, I would definitely seek treatment from somebody who is well-versed and has a good reputation in consulting about menopause and hormone therapy. I highly discourage the use of compounding pharmacies or wellness clinics or really expensive types of pellet injections or other off-label treatment. They're simply unnecessary. And so I would encourage you to seek a board-certified internist or gynecologist who really understands and can discuss menopause with your spouse. Even if you have to drive, make a trip out of it. If you need to go to the closest academic setting where there's a really good menopause provider, if this is the biggest health concern for your spouse and your wife, just take her there. It's as simple as that. You might have to drive one to two hours. Many women drive one to two hours to see me. And while that sort of stinks, if that improves the quality of life and hence happy wife, happy life, everything will hopefully have a positive impact on seeking a provider who really you might find is the closest and is the best. This is also a really good act to show your wife or your spouse how important they are to you and how vested you are in making sure that the menopausal change, it goes as smooth as possible. I've also already referenced some really great books and of course my podcast. And so compiling those for her would be really helpful, especially if she's got a lot on her plate and you can simply get these things together for her. That might make a really big difference. And that's something really easy that you could do. Number seven, resist the urge to snap back. So I mentioned this a minute ago, but if your wife is more irritable, if she's having a lot of hot flashes, if she can't sleep, don't yell at her. Those things are only going to exaggerate the situation and exacerbate them and make them worse. So if you feel frustrated, just take a moment and step into her shoes and how frustrated she probably feels. Anything that you can do to diffuse the situation is going to be the most helpful. Chances are snapping back at your wife is only going to make the situation worse. Moving on to number eight, be prepared to change plans. Menopausal women often find that they need to change their plans. If you were going to have intercourse and all of a sudden she doesn't feel well, she's having a lot of hot flashes or she didn't sleep the night before, be okay to change your plans. Perhaps you were going to go on vacation and all of a sudden she's developed vertigo or dizziness. Maybe you're not going to end up going on that cruise, so maybe buy the travel protection. 
perhaps she's having increasing in urinary leakage and she doesn't even want to go to the movie anymore because if she laughs or she sneezes, she might pee her pants. And while those are all kind of frustrating for you, be prepared to change plans. Menopause is something that if your wife or if your partner is really symptomatic, sometimes you're going to have to go through it with them, whether you like it or not. So be prepared to change plans. Be flexible and be realistic about what she's going through and about what is really the most important. Number nine, show her that you love her. Many women, when they're going through menopause, they don't feel their best. It's really common that women start to gain a little bit of weight. In fact, your metabolic rate goes down by 25% during menopause. Not only that, but your adipose tissue, which is kind of your fat tissue, can move around, so it can become sort of more in that belly region. And if you have a partner or a wife, you probably don't have to listen to me tell you this, but that really is something that can affect their self-confidence. Many women, when, when their clothes don't fit, just don't feel like themselves. They don't feel sexy and they don't feel like, you know, they want to go out or put on their nice clothes. And so show her that you love her. Tell her that those things don't matter. Show her that those things don't matter by really uplifting her and loving on her and respecting her. Remind her that those changes are normal and you simply don't care and you still find her wonderfully beautiful and sexy. Let her know that even if she's not as interested in intercourse as she once was, if you let her know that that's okay, you still love her, you'd be happy to work around that and find some other things that you could do, you know, she might be more willing to seek treatment, to get help, and to improve those things. For some women, that's really, really really important to them. And they come in the office with tears and we go through boxes of Kleenex because they they want to know that they can find a balance between what's their new normal and what has been expected of them as a wife in the past. And if you can really grasp that concept and run with it and show her through your words and through your actions that you want to be there for her, that will really, really help her in her motivation to seek the treatment and to stick with the treatment that she needs. So show your partner how much you love them. Number 10, communication, communication, communication. Communication is key. You need to talk about these things. If you listened to this podcast and you found it was really helpful, tell her about it. Maybe she gave it to you to listen to. Talk about some of the things that I talked about on this podcast. Send it to your friends. Send it to your male friends. You know, these things are really important to talk about. In the, in the menopause world, we talk about opening the dialogue among menopause in the workplace. So, you know, lots of women in menopause are really symptomatic and trying to function and do their best at work. So not only do we need to open the dialogue about the changes in menopause in the workplace, we also need to really talk about the changes in menopause and how it affects a marriage or a long-term relationship. These things are so important. Talk about what her priorities and goals are. Talk about if she is ready or willing to accept treatment. Talk about who you think the best, closest doctor is and how you're going to make a trip out of going to see that doctor. And those things will all really help you get through menopause together, particularly if your wife is really symptomatic. Don't forget to ask her what she needs, if she needs to switch rooms, if she needs a fan at her face at night, if she needs some blackout curtains, if she needs a TV out of the room. 
do those things. If you need to change plans, if you can't go on that cruise, if you can't go to Europe anymore, if you need to change plans, find some fun ways to change your plans. Maybe do a picnic in the park where there's a bathroom close by. (laughs) Maybe have a date night at home where you don't drink any alcohol and you make some really fun mocktails. Maybe you just need a movie night to get in the mood. Maybe you need a romantic getaway without your children at home. There's lots of different things. All relationships, couples, and families are different, just as her menopause is probably really different. Encourage her to seek help. We've talked about that. Continue to educate yourself on what menopause is all about. And there's lots of different ways that you can do that. If you don't want to read a whole 300-page book, Maybe just buy her a really nice book and tell her that you've skimmed through it and you're happy to kind of discuss the important chapters and concepts that she sees in there. There might be some local events, so look around. I know in my hometown in Columbus, I do lots of speaking events. Sometimes I do things at community churches or at libraries, and if you can find some of those things for her, better yet, if you can go with her, that would be so awesome. I love when husbands come to the office with their wife. They get to hear this spiel, and it really makes them feel a part of it, and it really, I think, helps them understand Not that men and husbands and partners are not understanding, but if you're not going through it and this kind of hits you like a wave, you know, I want you to get through this successfully because I want you to have a happy and sustained and successful relationship and marriage. Resist the urge to snap back at her and show her how much you love her. Understand that changes in sex and intimacy happen in 80% of women and There's got to be a little bit of a balance and leeway. Most of the time, my patients want their husbands and partners to know they love them so much and they feel really guilty, nervous about how these changes are going to affect their relationship. The better you communicate, the more you talk about these things, the more you can learn, the better this change will be for you. And I think it's going to make you stronger and better. I really hope you like this podcast. If you're male or husband and you've listened to this podcast, kudos, because I know the word menopause can make people feel all sorts of different things, but it's really so awesome. Share this with your friends, share it, share it, share it. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please let me know, message me. If you have any other topics you'd like me to talk about from your perspective, let me know that too. I hope you liked this podcast. I hope you listened in. And If there's anything that you learned from this, it's that the women's life cycle is amazing. Embrace it and love it. All right, guys, that's all. Tune in again next time. See ya.